Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Go spread the word. When you get a fresh, hot McCrispy from McDonald's and you can feel the heat coming through the bag, don't try to wait till you get home. Always respect hot chicken. The McCrispy, only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ask me, ask Eliza anything. It's time to ask. Ask me all your questions. Leave them in the Instagram Are you kidding me? Oh my god. Eat real quick. Oh my god, everyone's listening to this and they're all getting super horny. Now it's just like a silent crunch. It sounds like a turtle. Welcome to Mukbang. Welcome to Mukbang 105. Let's get it. It's hot outside. What is what is, what is your be a professional? And she's quiet now. Oh, I'm just so innocent. Munching away. You had a whole car ride to eat something. I Where always, would it have come from? I don't know, this Emily. This came from here. Yeah, you could have provided your own snack. I offer you food all the time, and you never take it, and now you're like, oh, I'll just munch into this. I'm just enjoying my life. I had a whole thing set up about how today's episode was all about reciprocity and tolerance, mm-hmm. exuberance, hibernation, and hubris. What? Let's really get started. Came in with a concept there. All right. It's uh, that's an insane concept. But we're ready to go. Are you ready to go? Mm-hmm. Y'all, you got your food all swallowed. Mm-hmm. This from me. Emily had to listen to me <laughs> for literally seven minutes straight because I got a piece of carrot stuck in my throat. And not just an orange carrot. It was something else. It's like a farmer's market. It's a carrot. It was just a yellow, like a purple farmer's market carrot. Farmer's market carrot. Sometimes to annoy me, uh, my husband calls farmer's market Farmy Marco. You know, people call breakfast like Brecky. Yeah. And he started doing it to be funny enough that now he actually says it. And I'm like, oh, no, it was ironic. And now it's just the way it is. Oh, my dad still says Target instead of Target. That's okay. Committed to it. Because that's not infantilizing it. Brecky, Farmy Marco. Like, we were doing it to be annoying, and now we actually say it. Mm. So that's a problem, becoming the thing you didn't want to be, which we all become eventually. (laughs) Carrot in your throat, frog in your pocket. Let's get it cracking. Okay. Anonymous. I'm a 36-year-old female, and I've been married to my amazingly loyal and sweet husband for two years, together for six years. Mm -hmm. He's a bit introverted, and I'm quite the opposite. I've been getting really irritated recently. When we go out with my friends or family, he doesn't say a word. He says he can't get a word in edgewise, but there are plenty of times when I try to include him, and he responds with one or two words. My friends now think he doesn't like them because he never interacts. Should I be annoyed, or should I just let him be silent and keep to himself? You got to get to the root of that. You got to get to the root of that. I've had discussions like this with people in my life where I'm like, you should just know. And people have said things like this to me. People are sometimes not aware of the energy and the vibe that they're putting off. Um, 
And maybe he doesn't like your friends. Sometimes men, you know, it's maybe not even that he doesn't like them, but really doesn't feel like he has anything to contribute. I watch my husband kind of go into this, like, moth cocoon-like coma when me and my friends are, like, rapid-firing girl stuff. He involves himself plenty of times. But think about it, and I am going to go gender on this one. If him and his guy friends were just, like, going to town on NCAA, their brackets, who's trading who? I love the Huskies. Go UConn. You, and if you had nothing to prove, you might be like, okay, you know, I don't really know. So it's, he might not be super comfortable and he's there to, like, support you. There's also, maybe he doesn't need to come with you. I'd be curious to know if when they're out with his friends, if he's chit-chatting away or if that's just how he is in group settings. I would take a look at that. That's a great point. That way you can be fair. Is he just this quiet guy that sinks a stinger once in a while? Like, ooh, biting commentary. (laughs) Or is he just kind of a quiet guy and it's exacerbated by the fact that he's, like, a little uncomfortable and doesn't quite know what to say? Um, And I really believe that, like, couples should always have separate things that they can do. I think it's annoying. I'm not saying this is you. When a girl's like, gotta bring my boyfriend. And you're like, can you just chill? And not bring a plus one that I'm going to have to pay for It's the worst when it's a surprise. I will have oh, that's with someone. So tacky. And then they'll be like, oh, can my husband come too tonight? And it's like, what are you going to no. say? Like, well, no. That's, that's not a surprise. They definitely asked. <laughs> like, 30 minutes before. Uh, I'll do you one worse when someone just brings the person and you're like, oh, oh I, so, yeah. it's kind of a ratchet move. Like it's kind of disrespectful, low rent to just be like, yeah, I brought my girlfriend. So what? She'll be here. Especially if that significant other doesn't contribute. I got no problem. You want to bring your, if I'm friends with you and you want to bring your significant other and like they're cool. But like if I'm friends with the dude and he just brings some girl, that was my whole thing with parties at my house. Like, can I bring this girl I'm dating? I'm like, one, you're not dating. It's a first date. Two, she's not talking because she's terrified of me and I'm in my own home. So I'm not dealing with that. That being said, Emily's right. Survey the situation. I would love for you to get back to us. And you should have a heart to heart. If this is your husband, yeah, you know, maybe it is. Maybe he feels uncomfortable. Maybe he feels threatened. Maybe he thinks they're annoying. Maybe he just is a quiet guy. Uh, but you got to get to the root of that. Mm-hmm. Don't attack him because he's definitely not going to want to participate then. Also, maybe your friends suck. There's also that. I have some friends that suck, and I see my husband just, like, go into his belly button. Like, That's what I was thinking is the conversation garbage. Ask yourself that first. Yeah. Like, I'm not a huge Hollywood gossip person, but I have friends who are around them. All of a sudden, I'm like, I don't know if she had plastic surgery. I don't know. She's kind of a bitch. And, like, I just go, I girl spiral, and I'm like, I wonder if he's still attracted to me now that I've just verbally decimated this poor celebrity that I don't know. Yeah, I'll sit those ones out myself. Yeah. No, men typically don't want to participate in that. Just like you don't want to talk about lug nuts and wrenches, boy stuff, and math and jobs, gun control. Math and jobs. (laughs) Oh, I hope someone just tuned in and actually thinks I think that. Uh, Okay, planting May. Eliza, what's your ear situation? At planting May? Yeah. Well, we're so casual now, we can't do the handle. That's the handle, planting May. Do you say www dot? People still do that. I'm like, where else would it be addressed to? Some, like, dark ether web. I know. At Planting May. Commented. Eliza, what's your earring situation? I see you have many on each ear and they often match. Are they plugs, gauged, or regular earrings? Full-on double-O gauges. Get them done at the snake pipe down the street. Roscoe inks me up. Uh, No, they're just regular holes. How many do I have? I have to count them now. Uh I have the regular hole. Uh And then I have one, two... Three. I have four in the le- in my left lobe, mm-hmm. three in my right lobe, 
twist it up, tie it in a sweatband. Uh, my left ear, I have my cartilage pierced, mm-hmm. and then what I thought was my tragus. Tragus. What is your, is, is it, it like Dave? Antia? Antitragus. Oh, yeah, Dave. Dave, antitragus. Remuard. Yeah. Roscoe Bone. Um, so, and you know why you think I have plugs? Um, because I have these tiny opals that were just flat on the back, so they look like plugs. Mm. I had them in every ear, and they descended in size. And sometimes I just wear diamonds and, like, little gold ones. Mm-hmm. She said, do you ever have issues with scar tissue inside your nostrils after rhinoplasty? Why didn't you want to read this one? I wasn't sure if you wanted to answer that. Oh, I've talked about it. Uh, I know you've talked about it, but I didn't know if you had anything to— uh, I don't have any issues. It's been a long time. Yeah, I got it when I was 18, so uh, I don't think I have scar tissue. She says, bugs get caught in mine. You got bugs? No, but you do cut. have an issue. I mean, if it's getting caught, if it's a whole traffic situation. <laughs> traffic situation. I think the whole reason you get the nose job, quote-unquote, is because of, like, There's a deviated— more space, yeah. A, no, a deviated septum, which is, like, a lie. Anyone that tells you that, you're like, you got a nose job for funsies. Anyone who gets in an accident and their nose comes out straighter, they just had a nose job. They're lying to you about everything else. Um, I just had a regular one. But uh, the ears, yeah, it's just that. I would get more holes in my ears if I could. It's just—it really is not comfortable. And it's hard, like that one that you have, your most recent one, the Daith. Yeah. It's like, or, I don't, is it the da- uh, Antitragus? You had to get something out. Like, we couldn't get something. It's too small. Yeah. The earring. Can we look it up? Will you look up ear parts? Yeah. yeah. Point it out because I don't know what you're talking oh, about. Oh, it's, well, the, I don't, it's this like little, in every movie I've been right, in, we okay. have to like use my hair to cover it. Yeah. It's not a regular earring that goes in there and it's got a flat back. It's, you can take it out, but getting it back in is really hard. And I yeah, had to I go to a place. And I tipped this girl 20 bucks, and she just stuck it back in. Mm. Right. I had my lip pierced when I was younger. <gasps> I could see that. Yeah. Was could it you? a ring? Yeah. Oh, of course it was. I had it until I got knocked out. <laughs> a man hit you in the face? A man hit me very, a very large man hit me very hard in the face. Oh Speak God. to this. Speak to this. Because Emily and I were talking about, I dealt with someone over the weekend who was like, just... This guy that, like, had a problem with me, I've literally never done anything to him. I don't know him, and he's just, like, a super beta. And when at a party I confront—not confronted him, but I just said, hey, man, just letting you know, um, I don't care if you like me. And I've spent my whole life with men upset that I woke up. And it was the first time in my life I had a husband next to me, not to defend me, but just, you know, wanting to support his wife. And the guy couldn't look me in the eye. He was like, I didn't say anything. I don't know what you're talking about. And I was like, dude, we're all—it's all cool here, but just you should know— And we were talking about this, and I was like, I bet this guy's never been punched before. Wouldn't you agree that there's a difference in the the socialized way that men are between men who've been punched in the face and men who haven't? Yes. It's a rule, right? For sure. My husband, I don't think, has ever been punched in the face, but he's also respectful. Like, there's a certain ratty sliminess to guys who, like, think they're getting away with something. I think there's a subdivision, too. There's people that don't think that people are going to punch them in the face, so they'll push things a little farther than another person. There's other people that don't know what it's like to get smacked in the face. And yeah, don't have a healthy don't fear. Don't know what the boundary is, yeah. Of repercussions. Uh, I guess it's the date that I got pierced. Oh, helix. Sorry, that's what it is. Forward helix. Some of the yeah. charts said different things. No, so I was they all real, say the same no, thing. No, I was looking at a different chart. Oh, it's a forward helix. Forward helix. Prior to today, I thought it was ear and lobe. Uh-huh. Now I know there's 19 parts to the thing. They're all futuristic and alien-like. Death, forward helix, anti-tragus, uh, reverse tragus. Pretty rad. Um, but that's the answer. What the hell were we talking about? Oh, my we ear. We were talking about your ear piercing. Uh, and, uh, men, you know, you don't have to be a good guy because you were punched in the face. But you should just know, like, if you're going to be a dick, just know that there are people there who will seek revenge and it will change you. So, uh, moral of the story, don't be a beta and uh, respect everyone.
because I certainly didn't look to get in a fight. Was your husband standing there with a menacing fashion? Like, was he the muscle? Nope. He was just standing there, ears ablaze. And I never (laughs) want him to, like, step in for me. But it was an interesting thing how this man's disposition went from, I got something to say to, uh, I don't, I didn't say anything. Men treat women differently when there's another man standing there. It's just a sociological thing. So that's why women bring men to go car shopping. That's why women, it's not, it's not like my husband's this big menacing creature, but it's like, you've got something to say, go ahead. Say it to my wife's face and my face right now if you're such a big man. And he couldn't. So there's that. That sounds like a lot more dramatic than it needs to be. And then I left the party and I went and ate uh, Israeli food on Sunset. It was fine. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Eliza. I'm busy. And this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby. I'm back to work. I'm at meetings. I'm on tour. I'm running around. And I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors fresh, never frozen meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E 
com slash Eliza. Anonymous. I don't wear any makeup. It's washed face lotion with SPF of 30 or more for oily skin and chapstick. I had a total thyroidectomy in 2017. Oof. I have to wear SPF 30 or higher lotion because my neck has a scar from one side to the other, which is now more susceptible to cancer. Fucking metal. All the lotion I've used is greasy after application. I'm looking for one that absorbs well and is non-greasy or oily. Any suggestions or tips? Much appreciated. Crystal Southern Oregon. That's what the show is reduced well, to? Well, look, because you've talked before about Health how important tips. it is to have to wear sunscreen and to floss. Do you have a non-oily? No. Uh, yeah. Sunscreen? Yes. Okay. Well, I don't know. I, I use this one called, like, Raw Elements. It's, like, an Australian surfer sunscreen. It comes in a tin. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a lot of zinc oxide, but it's not oily. Mm-hmm. I use Murad makes one that's very moisturizing. It's a moisturizing lotion and SPF 30. Mm-hmm. I don't find that that's greasy. Shiseido okay. makes one that's SPF 70. I use it, but I do think it's greasy. Got to give it a chance to absorb. I would just Google what makes sunscreen greasy and then just buy whatever doesn't have that. Right. But those are my answers for you. Okay. Also, like, give it a second to settle in. Sometimes I put sunscreen on, I can't get makeup on because it all kind of just comes off. So give it a second. Okay. Give it a, give it a second. That raw elements one in the tin can is great because it's not plastic and it's just the bare essentials. Mm-hmm. It's not a bunch of garbage and perfume. Okay. So raw elements, raw naturals. It comes in a tin. Yeah. Google and, tin and they're not, sunscreen. And they're not a sponsor. So. No. Anonymous, on a girl's trip to Europe, two of my best friends met younger men from an Eastern European country. We are in our late 20s, and at the time, they were barely 20. So I'm sure it was love. They are from a country that the U.S. has strict immigration laws for, meaning that the only way they can come here at all would be to marry someone for a visa. I'm not sure on the actual laws, but it has been made apparent that their relationship with these men are contingent on marriage. From whose side? (laughs) I'm worried that my two friends are being taken advantage of because of fast contagion engagements, a 10-year age gap, and differences in physical attractiveness. Dwight, does that mean your friends are ugly and the dudes are hot? That's what she means. How do I... Yeah, because a hot... If these girls were hot, they wouldn't be marrying some, like, ugly Eastern European dudes. How do I voice my opinions without my friends getting offended over my opinion on their relationships? I also don't want to seem like I am against immigration. I have the utmost respect for people who have the courage to leave their homes for a chance at a better life. I just don't want to see my friends get hurt. P.S. We quoted you the entire girls' trip. All of us are fans. Oof, that's a rough one. I mean, they're being taken advantage of. That's the I fact. think so. I mean, you met on a trip. They both did. And from what I'm gauging, they the guys— They were barely 20. Yeah. First of the all— guys. Listen. You know, the girls. Her girlfriends are mm-hmm. barely 20. We are, in, we are late, in our late 20s at the time. They, they were oh. barely 20. Come on! No, but if they were—then this happened, what, 10 years ago? They're saying that her friends met younger men from an Eastern European country. I don't know, but listen to me. So, wait, I don't—so they met 10 years ago? No, so I'm saying I think that they were in their late 20s. These men are, like, 19 and are yes. like, we want to come back so with the, you. So, hold on, that's what I'm saying. These dudes are super hot, Eastern European, like, the four 19. that are there. <laughs> And your friends are like, whatever, and they think it's love. Uh, show them 90 Day Fiance and be like, do you want me to write you an application? That's tough because, of course, there's always the version. Like, there are people on 90 Day Fiance that are still married, and it's fine. There's always the version where, like, this works. The, uh, the looks thing is tricky because different countries have different socialized standards for what's mm-hmm. attractive, and I don't know what these people are looking like. Um, you might just have to sit this one out. 
Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's if they're going to do that, I, get the family involved. Get the mom involved or something. Yeah, you, you, what, you know what? You have to say, what, is your friendship worth enough to risk being like, look, here's what I think is happening? Because you can't be like, look, you're ugly. You're a Midwestern six. And he's like a Yalta conference 10. Regardless of any of that, the timeline on it is just so stupid. Like, it's they're not really making a good it. choice. No, you're not. And you know what? I don't—so how old are they? It was 10-year age gap. So if the friends are in their—were barely in their 20s, you're too young. Of course—you know, like everybody gets married when they're young. I get it. Different parts of the country. Just take a beat. It just—it's too much. And keep in mind, and you should say this to them, when you have a long-distance romance, you're only in vacation mode. You yeah. don't know what it's like when this dude takes, like, a giant Polish dump. You don't know what it's like, right? Especially they were on a girl's trip, and they just found, like, two 19-year-old guys, and they're like, let's get married. Perfect. Come on home with us. Yeah. Does she know where Yugoslavia used to be? No. So you don't know enough about them. They don't know enough about you. It's just because they're hot, and that's blinding, and I get that. There's also the version where your friends are kind of boring, and these dudes are boring, and they just go together. Yeah. But— I think you should always say the truth and what's right. And you know what? If they get married and it's great, then you were wrong and you're sorry. But you're not wrong to suspect that. And I don't think you look like you're anti-immigration. It's not like you're at the border yelling about Mexicans. Like, this is, there's immigration, there's immigration. Right. You're not like, I hope these guys don't get to come here. You're like, don't come here with these girls. Yeah, you're not saying don't come to America. You're saying don't marry my friend under false pretenses. (laughs) Right. Ugh. That's it. It's a tough one. Get the family involved. Thank you. I'm so glad you guys are fans. I just, like, shit on your friends. But I just, Okay, Valet Sacedo underscore. How do you deal with moving to another country and adapting to a different culture? Sending you hugs all the way from Ecuador. Just met some nice 29-year-old. Just (laughs) want to know how to adapt. (laughs) Yeah, I, I I go to New York, and I'm like, I can't take the subway alone. So I don't know how to adapt to a different culture. I'd be, be cool. the, I'd be the one in the USA bathing suit being like, you need us. Why are you guys eating pasta so late in the afternoon? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I thought about that when I was in China. I was thinking about, like, the respect I have for immigrants. Come, like, if you told me you got to move to China tomorrow, learn Chinese, and figure out how to open a business, I'd be like, okay, what's the quickest way to kill myself? Yeah. Because. And then we look at Chinese people that come here. Brand new language. English is not like a super easy language. And One of they, the hardest. Yeah. And they get a business going. They establish a family. Like that. There's so much there. And you're just born here. You're like, I can't get my shit together. I yeah. don't know how people do it. But I have such respect. I don't like it when you move to a new country. And you're like, fuck your country. I deserve to be here. It's like, dude, you got to play ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, but people that come here, I get nothing makes me happier than seeing people who are really proud of their country, but also like fucking love the Dodgers and like love like the USA. Like you can hold those two ideas at the same time in your head. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes it a melting pot. Mm. I don't have an answer though. I've never had to move somewhere else. Okay. It'd be really hard for me. Evan Jaff, what would you consider good etiquette when interacting with celebs online? <laughs> don't say mean things about their bodies. Don't Great. be a piece of shit. Uh, here's a fun idea. Uh, just the same way you would interact with any other fucking human. I'm just going to say, act like they're an actual person that you're talking to. Would you say that out loud? Yeah, would you say that out loud? But moreover, my favorite thing, like somebody wrote something shitty to me the other day, and I didn't say anything back because, like, you don't get my time. But everybody had written something nice to me, unrelated to his thing. Mm-hmm. Like, just really nice stuff to me. In general, I have nice interactions. And he... 
like a day later, I went to look at his comment just to see if anyone had read anything. He erased it. Yeah. And I all, it's like you wish you wrote down the guy's name to be like, no, no. You said something, fucking stand by it. Or they'll be like, oh, I didn't mean anything yes. by it. I was just asking. I didn't. And it's like, oh, this is even more gross. That's when you'll see like, because now that Instagram shows you people that you know commenting and celebrities commenting, like those are the first comments it shows. You'll see the celebrity replying to people. Selma Blair gets the most horrible people on her page. And then she oh. just says like the nicest things. Yeah. And then the person is like, oh, I didn't mean it. It's like, ugh. And I get it. You know, like I I said something not nice about Kim Kardashian in a special because these people are like larger than life. And you present an image and should be judged on that. But going out of your way to go to someone's page. I had a girl write something shitty recently. Oh, I was in another city. And I was like, hey, are there any shows I can jump on? She's like, that's not how it works. <laughs> and I was like, actually, that is how it works. Um, she's like, you can't. She goes, shows take a long time to put together and you can't just appear. I was like, that's actually exactly how it works. I ran a show for many years. Like, and she was like, I am so sorry. She's like, I've been having the worst day. Oh. I did not mean to write that. So there is that thing where when you're the more famous one to like have a modicum of compassion. That being said, people come at you all the time. And we have this thing in our society where like someone's a monster and you're expected to be kind. Whereas why wasn't that person just kind in the first place? Um, also, like, you should just know this for the men in here, and, and women too, I guess, but when a guy writes to me, if it's not about something political or, like, a social issue, my takeaway always is, you want to fuck me. There's no reason to, that you'd be engaging. You're basically, like, pulling my hair in school. Like, that's what that is. Yeah. So, they're always ugly. When you try to neg me, or, like, you think it's cute if you, like, put me down, I don't get my self-esteem from you or your comments. I, my takeaway is always, you're not hot, and I'm not going to fuck you. You're never going to get me. I'm never going to feel bad. I'm never going to rethink myself and be like, maybe it's this guy. So just know that the shittier you, shittier you are to a woman online, the more beta it makes you look and the more pathetic it makes you look. It's never – no one's ever like, I should rethink what I'm doing. Gruel 57 <laughs> from Michigan really nailed it. He sees me. I uh -uh. mean, it's a non-celebrity – as a non-celebrity, but I have I when I post stuff about movies, like when I my, my podcast, the whole thing is like it's unpopular opinions, hey, and no. people. I'm not saying the name of it. It's unpopular opinions, and people will comment like you're wrong. This is, and I'm like, uh, like okay, great. It's just so, and I'll be like, you're an idiot. like this is this Woody Allen movie is an important part of cinema, and I'm like, they're okay, right. they're but, right. Okay, you have terrible. Why taste. are you telling me that though? Like obviously I know that, and I've addressed it in what I'm talking about. So to see me post about it not like listen to it and then be like you don't know and I'm like of course I know well I think people are allowed to disagree I always welcome that I'm like you can disagree and I don't mind another perspective yeah because there's that thing where it's like you came to my page to shit on me I follow there are celebrities I follow and if someone does something dumb I usually just unfollow you know, you can also say something once in a while. There's a way to phrase things. I love talking about it. Like, people, I love when people are like, oh, but I really love this movie that you hate. And I'm like, totally valid. But then there's a way that some only guys will message me that are like, well, actually, mm -hmm. you yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. And I'm like, I did know that. I don't care. Yeah, I'm probably going to keep living my life and doing stuff unless you drop some, like, serious knowledge on me. So the answer is just treat them as if your mother was reading that. Mm. Yeah. Unless your mother's an animal. <laughs> That's the answer. 
Imagine but if also, you were a celebrity's mother looking at their page. My mom does. And she'll write back, and I'm like, Mom, no. they can go on your page and see pictures of us at my wedding. They know you're my mother. Oh. That's it. Girls. Just... Same woman that went behind the counter at a McDonald's once, if I recall right. That's oh. my mother. She will stick right up for you. I, I get it from my mama. I, that's People think I'm a lot more aggressive than I am. I typically just let people spiral out of control. <laughs> I, it takes a lot for me to actually confront someone. But I will snap. Oh, boy. Not really. Okay. I snap. Anonymous. Hi, Eliza. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. When you ask someone what language they took in school, usually it's like with an eye roll. They're like, mm, French. It's like, do you speak French? No, I don't use it. I feel like a lot of us had difficulties learning a language in school. Rosetta Stone is here to change that. It's available on desktop and it can be used as an app on your phone or your tablet. Rosetta Stone are trusted experts for more than 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with an intuitive process and you can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. That's right. You might even fool some locals into thinking you're one of them. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. I headed to Mexico City for a little vacation, and I used Rosetta Stone to brush up on my Spanish. Just a few things, a few verbs that I knew I had forgotten, and I was better. Mejor. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. I do think there's something to be said for ordering something of quality and every once in a while getting a nice package in the mail with a product that you're going to own for a long time. Let me tell you about Bolin Branch's signature sheets because they're the perfect way to start upgrading your sleep, your room, the look of your room because they're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton. These sheets feel buttery soft yet super breathable and they're perfect for warmer summer months ahead. We have a house that we go to in the summer and I got all Bolin Branch sheets for the beds because we're having a lot of guests this year and I want them to feel like they're at a nice bed and breakfast that they didn't have to pay for. Bolin Branch sheets are free from toxins like synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde. I bet you didn't know that was in your sheets. And their signature sheets come in 14 versatile colors and they come in sizes from twin all the way up to California King. And Bolin Branch has a 30-night worry-free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, you can send them right back with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl and Branch. Go to bowlandbranch.com slash Eliza for 15% off your first sheet set, plus free shipping. That's Bowl and Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com slash Eliza for 15% off. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I need your advice. Wait, real quick. You just were eating more chips and you pushed yourself away in a rolling chair and I felt like I was losing you to outer space. (laughs) I was eating them as far away in this room as I could. It was cute. (laughs) Like gravity. Real cute. It was Uh, just like gravity. Just like gravity. No, no, no. That's my Sandra Bullock impression. No, 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 (laughs) no. No, 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 no. Every time... Okay, Anonymous. Hi, Liza. I need your advice. Every time I make plans with my boyfriend, my best friend slash roommate gets visibly disappointed. Even though she knows that Saturday night is typically our date night. My boyfriend's days off are Sunday and Wednesday, so we always have date night Saturday after he gets off work and hang out Sunday afternoon. 
Our date night often includes cooking dinner together and watching a movie. My roommate feels like she is sequestered to her room when he is over, even though that is not the vibe we put out. I have often told her she does not need to feel this way and have expressed that if we all hung out together, she would feel less weird around him. Though I've made several attempts for them to get to know each other, every time he comes over... My roommate looks visibly annoyed, and this is why my boyfriend hasn't felt comfortable trying to reach out and get to know her. My sister has suggested that the four of us hang out. Uh, boyfriend, roommate, sister, and I, since my sister and my roommate get along really well, but our schedules have clashed. Uh, sorry about the long post. I guess what I'm trying to ask is how do I get my roommate to feel less uncomfortable whenever my boyfriend comes over? Things are getting serious with my boyfriend. I want them to get along. Don't want my roommate to feel annoyed. And yes, I do go over to my boyfriend's apartment sometimes, but as he Oof. lives almost an hour away, sometimes it's hard to get out there or we want to do things in the city I live in. He has roommates as well, but they've always made me feel welcome in their home. Your roommate needs a boyfriend. That's what this comes down to. There is your roommate. So I'm guessing you're kind of young. Like this feels like a very young uh, cohabitation situation. Your roommate and, you know, say what you will about women being strong, independent, loving, being single. She does not have a boyfriend. So not only do you represent where she, quote unquote, has failed at this point in time, you also represent like a near and dear friend that is being taken away by a boy. It's a very immature way to look at it. This is barring out the idea that your boyfriend might be a jerk. Let's say he's like a nice dude. You could lure him over and then leave, forcing the two of them to Ugh. like a uh, situation room their way out of a thing. You could lock the key away or hide it or something. Ugh. But here's the thing. I, I, I've i had a situation like that where my roommate was kind of like doing her own thing and I'd always have guys over and she was always like this third wheel and you make all these – you make all these sacrifices for this roommate. She's your roommate. She's I, I don't think she's your friend first. It sounds like she's your roommate because you didn't say friend. You didn't say best friend. Yeah, it said friend. You need to worry about your own life. Best friend slash roommate. Best friends. Okay, well, then never mind. Um, she should be a good friend to you and make an effort. She doesn't. And if you're saying you don't have to be sequestered, maybe you make a pizza, you invite her down. Mm. You cannot force her to be cooler about this. And if you're truly doing everything you can, then... That's all you can do and just worry about it less. She's being immature. Uh, here's the other side of that, though, as Whoa. someone who would probably be this roommate. <laughs> Every Saturday and mm. Sunday, let's say you work or go to school Monday through Friday, yeah. every single weekend the boyfriend is there. She said sometimes they go to his house. Sometimes, but it sounds like rarely. Yeah. It sounds like usually every Saturday when he gets off work, he comes over, they make something in the kitchen, they watch a movie in the shared space. Every weekend... She is not in control of the TV. She's not in control yeah, of the kitchen. That's fair. I Let's erase this part be, so I don't look stupid. No, I mean, here, we don't know what's going on. I would be curious to know what the actual division is. We need more she details. Says, well, no, because it says, I go over to my boyfriend's apartment sometimes too, but it's hard to get out there or we want to do things in the city I live in. And I know she's saying, like, me and my boyfriend only get certain days together. But if he's every Saturday, okay, I hear you. that's All right. 50% take, take of my weekend. I don't like living with people. Take it easy, house cat. I'm so Some mad. of this dude's commute. I just, they, live, they live in L.A. They live a block from each other in L.A. And it's an hour away. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. I, I will say this, too. I think sometimes when you're in a couple— now I'm like switching sides. It's very easy to be like, what? You're totally welcome. It's not fun to be the third wheel. Um, and it's not fun to feel like you're crashing a date and she is paying half of this rent. So and he's paying zero of this rent. Right. And she does go to, you know, their house. Mm -hmm. Maybe there is something that can be worked out. Or maybe you actually versus, hey, you're welcome on our date. 
Maybe you plan something like, look, I got three pizza doughs. We're all going to make pizza. Or ask your roommate to pick the movie. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe if you, I think there is a version of this where you actually, versus including her with you guys, maybe you're including the boyfriend with the two girls. Maybe you go out together. I think you think you're being magnanimous by being like, she can just hang out with us, but -hmm. nobody wants to do that. Whereas if the activity is for three people, you know, maybe she helps ordering food in or she... You all bring an ingredient, you make something, you know, actually bringing her in versus just allowing her into your space. Mm. I think there's a difference between that and creating a space for the three of you. Right. And I think, honestly, it's like you could be doing things totally right. Like, you do only have a certain amount of time with him. That That's not going to keep her from feeling like her space is kind of being encroached on in her only free hours. Even if everybody is being yeah. totally respectful, it's valid to feel that yeah, way. Yeah, she can't go out in her underwear. She can't walk around naked that's as I do. I live alone. I, I, know, I won't live know, with someone. <laughs> we know you live alone. Okay, quit bragging. Um, why, it's also like, why don't you watch the movie in your room? Mm. Why does it have to be the communal space, you know? And maybe it is. Like, it's just, you know, uh, it's... I'm I not think I'm right s- in that do something that involves the three of you versus a two-person mm. activity where you allow her in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have a real come to Jesus with her about it. Um, and that's that. Maybe the three of you go to a movie. Maybe you let the two of them do something together. You know, because she might not dislike him. Also, the idea that, like, I feel totally welcome with the guys. Men have to do so little. Like, and there's plenty of times a girl meets a guy and the guy friends are just dicks to her. Like, we're not fucking her. Who cares? Guys are low maintenance. So when you say welcome, like, maybe some of them, one of them's a mensch, but they come over and you sit on a couch and they talk to you. But it's it's less emotional Mm -hmm. when it's a boy. So that you shouldn't commend them for that. Well, and I totally get that it's your best friend and every single weekend you're busy with your boyfriend. So when are you hanging out with her? Yeah. Not that you owe her anything, but I... You don't want to be the girl that gets the boyfriend and, like, disappears, but you also don't want to be the girl that's, like, bogged down with friend requests. Also, the thing about your sister and the four of them hanging out, I like that. I would try a little bit harder to make it work. Yeah, just keep working on it. It sounds like it's it's it, schedules keep clashing. Just make it happen. And maybe the sister, if they're really close, maybe the sister has more insight on what yeah. the roommate is feeling. There's that. Also, maybe if it's going really with this guy, maybe you guys just move in. Maybe you each just need a roommate and— can make that rent work. Yeah, go somewhere else. Yeah, but that's what I, I would I would plan an activity that involves all three. You can get drunk together. That all get some drugs, get drunk together. But I also don't necessarily want to hang like I can be friends with someone who's dating someone who's totally fine. I don't want to hang out with them. I wouldn't choose them as a friend. And yet you do. You have a lot of friends that are in relationships and they rely on you for stuff. And I'm like, where's the husband? And you're like, he's best. They're gone. Fuck but it. I don't want to hang out with the husband. That's the thing. That's the other thing. I rarely, I usually have my friend. It takes a lot to be like, I like both of them versus like, that's my friend and that's her husband. I guess he's got to come. Or that's my friend and that's his wife. I don't really know her. Yeah. So maybe the boyfriend makes a little bit more of an effort. It'd be really menschy if, like, he brought over snacks for both of you or, mm-hmm. like, he did something just to make it a little easier. But she will never feel comfortable intruding on your date. Yeah. It's not like you all three went to college together mm-hmm. and you're best friends. So there's that. Honor her feelings and try to include her. And if she's not cool about it, fucking move out. Right. I mean, because you do live there, too. That's You can only do so much. It may be incompatible. But, yeah, I had a situation like that where I lived with someone and I had a boyfriend over and I was included her. And in the end of the day, it didn't fucking matter because she, like, ditched me to move out. And I was like, cool. I'm glad I really made an effort to make you feel better when you were single. Bye. She also might need a boyfriend. 
I don't mean that like in a shitty way. Like sometimes girls need a boyfriend and she doesn't – it would be a different situation if she had a boyfriend. Mm. The four of you could do stuff. She probably have feel, another house to go to. She, probably, she maybe feels a little lonely. Mm. Ask your boyfriend to set her up with a hot chick or a dude or a non-binary agent. Moving on. Agent? I don't know. Anonymous. Hi, Eliza. I work for an airline and totally feel your pain with air travel. Unfortunately, there are a lot of rules because of dumbass people who've done... Can we talk done... about how many of these things are like, da-da-da, hi, Eliza, unfortunately. <laughs> so many of these, when I dream about you, it's just you saying, unfortunately. <laughs> all right, airline and unfortunately. Uh, dumbass people have done dumbass things. Trust me, I've seen it all. I've been called every name under the sun and have had grown businessmen throw tantrums over a seating issue. Oof. My question is, is there something us airline workers can stop doing that drives passengers crazy? Thanks so much. Love the pod. Uh, My issue is different than that. I'm the first one, whether I'm mad at an alarm company, a banking company, I'm the first one to be like, to say to the person handling me, I know this isn't you. I'm angry at the situation. And I like for us to be angry together. I've found more often than not, and by the way, you're talking to one of the most low-maintenance flyers. I get on the plane. I fall asleep. I rarely even eat the food. I don't need anything. I've had flight attendants that are having bad days. go. They see that I'm like a blonde, younger girl, and they're just rude. Don't acknowledge me. Don't say hi. Don't say good morning. Um, and treat me. And I'm flying first class. I'm not saying one's better than the other, but, like, I spend a lot of money on your airline. Please don't treat me like I'm part of the problem. Especially when I haven't done anything. So honestly, the answer is part of your job is to be nice to everyone. And I know safety is the number one thing. But if I say good morning, like have the wherewithal to say it back and just know that like you're on camera. <laughs> like you're up. I, th- there's nothing that makes me feel shittier than when I ask a question. They're like, ma'am, we need you to go over there. Like I'm some fucking asshole. Just try not treating everyone like they're offending you. And that's easier said than done because you might be having the worst day ever. Yeah. But more often than not, I find when a flight attendant is bristled, it makes me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Those guys, I mean, you're talking about, like, entitled people yelling, I can't stop that. But it really breaks my heart. I get on a plane. I'm like, hi, good morning. They're like, uh-huh. It happens a lot. So guess what, sugar tits? I got up early, too. And if I'm having a bad day, I still have to get on stage and tell my jokes and smile. And you're doing your job. So let's all just try to do our job the best. And let's have you not be an asshole so I can get to go where I got to go to do my job. The whole airport is such a gauntlet oh. of frustration leading up to everything. Yeah. I'm sure everybody you come in contact with is just varying stages of frustrated. And, For sure. Yeah. I, I'm always know. like – I try to be so disarming. The worst is I approach the desk to like ask a question and they ignore you or just like – they'll say, what? And you're like, okay – uh, I, I'm spending a lot of money here. I don't need you to be mean. Yeah. There's nobody walking over there to be like, hey, really cool hat. I like what you're doing. You look yeah. cool. It's that, a, just complaints. I go out of my way to compliment the airline people that are nice. Thank you so much. You made that so easy. I told one girl she was really pretty the other day, and she was like, so are you. And I was like, man, you're, it's different for you. You're much prettier. Um, the answer is there's nothing you can be doing. If you're cognizant and you're even asking me this, you're more evolved than most. This is most people are just terrible and don't realize how bad they're being. But, like, we're tired of flying. You're tired of working. Let's all just be chill and take it out on the people who deserve it. Is that even an answer? Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, look, it's and the, don't the think person calling, asking the question is not the problem. Don't think calling me ma'am over and over is, like, helping anything. I just think you secret. I think ma'am is code for, like, fuckhole. <laughs> Listen, you asshole. Yeah, you're probably fine. Jassy Toe. 
Hey, Eliza, I've been super depressed lately and I don't know how to deal with this. I have friends, but they don't understand. And being in high school, people seem to think having depression is bad. How do you handle having a rough day? Any tips or ideas on how to take back control of my life? Love your podcast, your Netflix specials. Hope to see you next time you have a show in Canada. I have a show in Canada. Well, this is going to come out yeah. after that. I don't know where you live in Canada, but get there. Um, I don't so ha- high school, how do you get through a tough day? You having a bad day? What do you do? Oh, it's so different. High school is so overwhelming. It's so much different than the real world. I mean, yeah, that is tough. One of my high school yearbook quotes was, this too shall pass. Just, like, none of this matters. And try not to let it ruin your life. So many kids kill themselves. So many kids get into substance abuse. So many kids make bad choices because they think they get the sense of permanence from high school. And I get it. Your world is small. You have to see these kids every day. Your high school is your world. Yeah. I don't have any experience with depression, and I don't have any experience with hating high school so much. Um, And I... So I can't sit here and ignore the fact that you have a chemical imbalance, which is what depression is, right? So... And I can't advocate for medicine or not advocate for it because I don't know what your, like, treatment is. But if you – I always say working out gets serotonin going. It gets your endorphins going. Even just a good walk, a good hike. You don't have to really do anything. Try, you know, a good run or putting energy towards something Mm -hmm. where you don't have to think about school. Can you join a club outside of school? Can you join a sports team outside of school? Can you – Volunteer somewhere. Volunteer is always great to get out of your own head. Even if just to see a perspective of, like, here are people that have it worse than you and you're making their lives better. And it looks good on your college stuff. looks great on your college stuff. Then you don't have to bullshit on your resume like I did. Maybe a hobby. Maybe pick up meditation. Talk to your parents. Try to find something that doesn't involve Instagram, television, Mm. screens, um, or other people's input. If that's what's upsetting you. Because I don't know why, you know. I can't imagine being in high school with... This level of like like Instagram and no. Twitter and Facebook, like you'd always so much know pressure. about every single hangout that was happening that you weren't involved in. Ugh. Think about also, what do you want to do? Where do you see yourself in 10 years? Because by then you'll be out of high school and out of college. And maybe start to chip away at that. Do you want to be an actor? Take an acting lesson. Do you want to work in business? Maybe read a business book. Pick a CEO you like. Chip away a little bit at the education you create for yourself. And uh, get a head start on that. I got through. I loved. I enjoyed high school, but I remember thinking this doesn't matter. And I, I ripped through college. I graduated very early. I just wanted to get out into the real world because I knew it would be great once I got out there. And it's been fucking dope. So read about it. Read about a foreign country. Save it for a trip. Get an after school job. You know, find something that gets you out of your own head. That's yeah. my answer. I think that's good. Yeah, it's pretty good. No spaces in between. People get I bored. I just noticed your milk thing oh, and it studio. distracted me. All right, well, it's a sticker from the studio where we shot. We did our press shoot for uh, the Netflix movie I'm in. Oh, okay. All right, Anonymous, uh, I found myself a bit of a tricky situation where I could use some advice. I'm from the UK and attend university throughout the school year. My university is five to six Can hours. Can you do this in a British accent, please? <laughs> please? From my home. Please? No, do you want to do no, it? No, I want you to do it. I can't do an accent. You can't do it. Just try it. Just one sentence. Unless I hear it. Do South African. I can only repeat it. Yeah. Do a do a Cape Town-specific South African accent. Charlize Theron. Just do an accent. Just do a British accent. Quick. I, unless I hear it, I can't come I'm up Kate with it. I'm Kate Beckinsale. I'm gorgeous. <laughs> it's never been an issue for me. I've always been young. No, I have to hear those sentences. Oh my god, I can't can't come. It's like a block. I can't come up with it. Your face is so red right now. I can't because I don't like not being good at something. 
Okay, well, okay. then you're in for a rude awakening. <laughs> go. Go. Go, hey, guys. Once. Absolutely love it. I truly can't. Oh, my God. You're the worst. You're such an American. I fine, know. Fine, fine. You want to read it in an no. accent? I truly was trying to recreate truly. it. And I felt like my brain shut down. Truly. I'm from the UK and attend university throughout the school year. My university is five to six hours from my hometown. I live at home during my summer breaks and have a girlfriend who I've been with for almost a year. We've had to try the relationship long distance over summer, but have kept in contact via video chat often. But I feel myself drifting apart from her. Yep. I often try to flirt and be somewhat playful, but it's very rare I get any kind of response from her. Often she either gives an awkward smile with a thank you for compliments or she just changes the subject. I'm struggling to feel a connection with this distance and little reciprocation of romance. On top of this, I have grown closer to a coworker at my summer job. Whoa. Nothing has happened, nor will it, but we both have been hanging out a lot and doing things that would typically be thought of as dates. I clearly am developing a crush. My coworker has a boyfriend too, but lies to him about when she sees me and is very touchy slash flirtatious. Wait, wait, wait. Is, are they lesbians? I think. Or is this a dude? This is a dude, I believe, but I'm not sure. Maybe it read like it was a girl because he's British. I think it's a man. Flirtatious <laughs> with me, which I wrote. Because Scott it's laughed my- at that. <laughs> we could use the accent to really help shape this thing out right now. <laughs> Channel says- Mr. Belvedere. <laughs> she I doesn't know, know who that, that is. Yeah, that's fair. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Stop, the, stop the show. <laughs> cool dad. My, my coworker has a boyfriend. Makes me think that this is a boyfriend. Yeah. I thought it was like two lesbians, honestly, at the beginning, but go on. Uh, my boyfriend Get on has with a boyfriend. it. My coworker has a boyfriend, too, but lies to him about when she sees me and is very touchy and flirtatious with me, yeah, yeah. which I recognize is filling this gap I feel for my long-distance relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that I want to be with my girlfriend, but I also recognize faster. that how I'm feeling is faster. not a good sign. Faster, faster, faster. I'd absolutely love Onward. your advice on what you think I should do. I've been keeping myself up at nights worrying about That's what to do. That's not what's keeping you up at night. You night. always say you need more details, so I've tried to be fairly specific. <laughs> love you all thanks for taking the time dear mother england <laughs> so uh, you're in university this relationship doesn't matter fucking you know what nothing you do before the age of like 22 actually matters it's fine you need to break up with this girl that's five or six hours away college is a time for fun and experimenting and like does she she was at the same school yeah, and I guess it's the summer. I'm worried that they're not even dating anymore. The fact that when he yeah. flirts with her, she's like, no. ah. But also, moreover, you were right about the reciprocity. Like, that's what keeps the flames hot. She's not flirting back, and they're not, like, she's not, like, keeping it fun and hot. You've got other options. It's the summer. You're in college, university. Perhaps you had a gap year. Who knows how old you are? But this is what it's for. I dated a fucking psychopath, and I would go off to school. I'd have fun, and every summer I'd redate him. It's fine. It doesn't matter. I think he's fine now or, I don't know, accidentally shot himself in the face. Who knows? I'm just saying it's fine. Don't limit your experiences in this lifetime, especially when you're younger and have nothing tying you down because of a couple of texts that she, like, farts out every couple days. As for—so let's— but get, get rid of the, the other issue. Hold on. The other issue is this. Look, people do shit like that. Like, there's a reason on movie sets, like, people just, like, fuck. It's what's in front of them. And these are tenuous relationships, girlfriend, boyfriend. It's college. I I understand a lot of you are young, and you're like, but it's my love. Great. Hope you can enter into that. But it's college. It's time to experiment, move around, meet people, see what you like, what you don't like. We tend to shame women out of these experiences because, like, look, you're going to meet a really small, hairy dick. That's the thing you're going to love. Only have one. I'm not saying you should, like, fuck every dude, but for this dude, the girl with the boyfriend 
This is just a summer thing, and that's really on her. You don't want to be party to something shitty, but know that if someone cheats on their significant other, they might do it to you. Um, then again, it's a summer job. Like, that's what this shit is for. You'll see that in a couple years from now. So Emily's crunching away on some Nancy's pita chips. At the very least, I would call it off with this girlfriend because you're clearly, like you said, you're wanting affection and attention. And you probably wouldn't be flirting with this girl if your girlfriend gave you the time of day. I would break it off with the girlfriend that way you don't feel so bad about flirting with this girl. But also don't flirt with that girl anymore. She has a boyfriend. It's a summer job. Gives a shit. Mm. It's a summer job. Yeah. Are you still into it? Because it's okay to not be into it. Like, yeah, I mean, because I mean? it says, it's like, I know I want to be with my girlfriend, but no. I recognize that how I'm feeling is not a good sign. Yeah, you want to be with your girlfriend, and she's not that into you, and she's not giving you what you've asked for. I also would give her the chance to discuss with her. Be like, hey, I'm trying to keep this going. She might respect that. She might not realize she was being distant, you know, or you have an agreement, like, see you when the school starts, but summertime, it's fucking wild oats time. There's a lot of things at play here. Yeah. You want to be with her? Great. Doesn't seem like she wants to be with you based on what you wrote. Okay. So, cheerio. Elizabeth Jean White. Hi, Eliza. When you were first starting out, how did you support yourself? Mm-hmm. I'm nearly four years out of undergrad and have a BFA in musical theater, but I'm having the hardest time keeping myself financially afloat. I have a retail job that I enjoy and it does provide some stability, but between rent, groceries, and other various bills, I find myself barely scraping by. I'm tired of living paycheck to paycheck and not being able to save much. I live with my boyfriend. We want to be able to move out of our apartment into a nice starter slash rental home within the next couple of years. My situation has taken a major toll on my mental health because other than working and auditioning, all I feel like I can do is sit at home because I can't afford to do anything fun. I'm sure you had plenty of gigs starting out that weren't paid. Please correct me if I'm wrong. And I'm just curious if you had any suggestions slash experience for ways I could support myself while I keep auditioning for paid roles. Two words. Instagram prostitution. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, it's tricky because you have a BFA uh, in musical theater, which is almost completely useless. I love you. I have a film degree. That's not the most. Get out of here with the chips. Give me those. Give me those chips. Oh, my God. Do we have to stop down? No. Put them on the table. Put them on. Put the chips. Uh, okay, now take one cracker, go to the other end of the room and eat it. Quit crinkling the bag. Jesus. It's like no one has any civility. Dump it into your mouth like a lady. Like you did last That's time. That's what I was literally Get, about Stop to with do. the chips. I'm not trying to help this girl. Um, so it's tough. Now you're auditioning for stuff. If it's musical theater, I'm hoping you're living in New York because I don't know where else that is wanted. Well, she's not going to get a home if she's living in New York. No, you're definitely not, unless you move with, like, Staten Island or something. Um, but this is less about that and more about, you know, you're four years out of college, so that puts you at, like, 25, okay? This is the time in your life where you need to start planting seeds and financially planning. I sound like my father. But this is also the time in your life where you have the energy to do all the bullshit legwork required. So you're saying you're tired and you're auditioning and working— it will never be easier for you to do that than it is now. You will never have the amount of energy and drive than you do more than you do right now. So it sucks. Uh, keep going through hell. Maybe you get out before the devil even knows you're there. But you've got to just go through it. How did I support myself when I moved out here? See, the other thing is acting is done during the day. Stand-up is done at night. So I had a full-time day job, um, and I made like 40 k a year. 
uh, as an assistant. I sat in an office and of course I like use the computers to like make comedy flyers and like make my own business calls and stuff. But you, your retail job, if it doesn't have any upward mobility, that means there's no way for you to make more money. So if it's not, um, commission based, like if it's like sell 12 sweaters, you get a hundred more dollars. You know, if it's just an hourly rate, you might want to find a job that, uh, pays you more, the harder you work. There's a billion other types of jobs out there. You might have to take a job on the weekends. You know, you can always do like Uber or food delivery apps. Um, but in terms of auditioning, Honey Bear, there are people who audition their entire lives and nothing happens. There are people who go on one audition and it hits for them. So I don't have an answer, but I know that doing the work, you can at least say you did the work. And all you can do is work hard and continue to hone your craft because every audition you do, you are one audition closer to getting the part that you wanted. And, you know, this is musical theater. You'll get something. You'll get something eventually. But show business is really difficult and it's uncertain. You cannot, there's a reason a lot of people out in LA have mental health issues because this is, I don't know where you live, but this environment is not conducive to being mentally healthy. There's a lot of doubt. Almost everybody wants you to not get that part except for the people in the production. And it takes a lot of mental fortitude and stamina. So all I can tell you is you just got to keep doing it. By sheer numbers, eventually you'll get something just because the frequency with which you're auditioning and the number of people dropping out. Um, so that's it. It's hard. And you have to love what you do. You have to love theater so much. I love stand-up so much. It didn't matter that everything else was difficult. Did I get a break early on? Yes. But you have to love the art of it. And that's what keeps you going. I would recommend getting a job where the harder you work, the more money you make versus like a set salary. Um, but that's the best I can tell you. You got to just keep on, keep on. And it, it, at any level, there's going to be all this bullshit. And then you get in a play and then it's going to be, well, I'm not making enough money in this play. Oh, it's a touring company. Oh, my, my boyfriend wants to get married and I'm on tour. There's always going to be a set of issues you have to deal with. So do what you can to build up your mental walls and be prepared because life's going to start getting harder and it's going to be faster and different kinds of obstacles. And you want to be prepared for that. Right now, believe it or not, this is as easy as it's going to be. And you're young. So enjoy being young. You can drink so much now and be okay in the morning. Savor that. That's my answer. Okay. That's what I did. I had a day job and then I quit my day job to do comedy full-time, and I scraped gigs together. I wrote an online show for, like, some random website. I wrote—I think I wrote jokes for people. I got paid here and there, like, little gigs that I just scraped cash together. Weirdly, you can make a lot of money. I think I got paid, like, $600 a week to write this web show. And for me, that was enough. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is also a very long time ago. So— if you're going to work in art, there's going to be a way to scrape things together. Maybe you can tutor kids in musical theater. Maybe you can give singing lessons, you know. Start to think about what you can do in and around your own industry that still feeds you creatively and that you can learn from. That's what I would say. You got your homework cut out for you. Are you ready for Top of the Cob? I got coffee on my nose. Hit it! It's the Top of the Cob. You're doing it right. Every day. You just take a bite. Top of the Cob. Where'd the coffee come out of? I don't know. It came out of that little hole. That's what she said. The top of my cob, and this kind of goes back to what we're talking about with the um, flight attendant. Realizing that you have the power to make someone feel great. Like the responsibility you have to change someone's perception 
Um, I'll get it sometimes where people are like, oh, I don't, I don't like Eliza. And it's like, did you actually, did you talk to her? No, well, she looked at me weird. And then they fucking hate you, and that's part of being a celebrity. I just drive you up and down the street, and you just stick your head out and stare at people mean. Hey! But the other day, I was at this party, and this woman walked by me. She said something about something, and I agreed with her. And I just talked to her like a person. I didn't know who she was. And as she was leaving the party, she... It's the other thing. You don't know what people know about you or think about you when you engage. And you have that chance to, like... To just change everything. And she came up to me and she goes, hey, um, I'm leaving. And I was like, okay, nice to meet you, person. Mm-hmm. She goes, I just want you to know, I watched you on Last Comic Standing. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, God, where is this going? And she goes, and you inspired me as a writer. She goes, the way you handled yourself and you always did your work and you didn't let anyone affect you, you didn't take any shit and you just did the work really inspired me. This is over 10 years ago. And in a billion years, she was just some lady that I was nice to at a party. Yeah. That or smiling at someone like a security guard. I'm not saying as a girl you always have to smile and be kind to everyone. But I think we really underestimate uh, humanity and kindness in our society and how the smallest thing on like on DM I'll always get someone that like I'll say something and you'll you know you anything you say to someone like hey like your shirt or hey you know you look really good or something. People are like you didn't you don't realize what that meant to me today. Like you really never know what people are going through. And I'm not just saying that because people need to be nice to me, but realizing I have the power to change someone's perception and change their day and change their energy. It's a really cool thing. So flight attendants, be cool. And I'll be cool too. I'll initiate the being cool. Don't be a bitch back. That's my top of the cup. My top of the cup is a a Taco Bell hack. If you get a cheesy gordita crunch and you replace the meat with potatoes, it's so good. Yeah. It's just the right texture. It's you don't have any meat in there, so you're not like the, killing a cow, right? Not that there's real meat in there anyway. But go on. There's whatever's in there, you know. It's such a Taco Bell. It's you do whatever you want. Okay. You can make whatever changes you want. If you use their app, you can swap out sauces. You can do anything. I feel like four out of five of your last top of the cobs have been Taco I Bell. I feel related. that way too. What well, a bottom of the cob was Taco Bell recently. I'm also realizing that you run my life and know my social security number. Yeah, <laughs> I like, do. Some dude broke it to me the other night that they're taking out the uh, double decker taco. I'm not interested. You didn't in see that. that menacing raccoon look she just gave <laughs> no, me. No, but I saw the look of sincerity when she was talking about the Taco Bell. <laughs> well, then you're brainwashed. <laughs> I'm not interested in the double decker taco. Bottom I'll try of the cob. Anything new that they have? Bottom of the cob. Okay. You do yours. You do yours. I'm not going to waste. I have a good bottom of the cup. I'm doing the next one. This one's on theme. Um, When my friend brought her loser boyfriend, who's like a total loser, to our party, before he got to the party, she goes, hey, you guys, just everyone be nice to him. And by the way, we don't know him. Like, he's just a tool, but like, I have no personal agenda. If you are a grown woman having to warn people, be nice. If you're a man that tells a woman, be nice. You're a fucking beta. Oh, all of a sudden, like, you're this tough guy and, like, a woman's mood is hurting your feelings. Stop telling women to be nice. Women are nice. You're the problem. Right. And if you have to preface to your friends, like, be nice to him. Like, he can't handle it. I understand that we don't let men be soft in the society, but don't tell a woman to be nice. Yeah. What? That, that's just your way of saying, like, I can't handle the fact that you're speaking. Be nice. Fucking weak. Yeah. You can have, you can be sensitive, you can be kind. My husband's sensitive and he's sweet, 
But when you tell a woman, be nice, what you're implying is you're such a mega bitch. I, there's no way I could ever stand up to you except for when I want to. Ugh. Don't tell women to be nice. Be kind. That's different. Be nice is like, be sweet. Put on a skirt. Put on some lip gloss. Yeah. Blow me. Ugh. Yeah, you go. Okay, my bottom. I, I swear to God, <laughs> if this is fast food related, I'm going to hit you. No. Hard. It's in drink the mouth. related. It's what? It's drinks related. Looking at me. Weird. I smelled so fast, and then what you're drinking tastes like water. Why haven't we come up with a better ice? You know what? I'm going to move you to the Sudan where they have no water, and then you'll be like, please give me water and ice. Spoiled American. We need to get you a Yeti cup. It's yeah. Just, but here's, it's What's your problem? You don't enough. like water? I like water when it's cold. You shouldn't be drinking cold water. You should be drinking room temperature water. Nobody wants that. Everyone knows you should not put out the fire in your belly and you should not be drinking cold water. Why can't I drink cold water? It's just like a rule. You drink less water when it's cold. It's I drink hard. more. No. Well, I'm going to sit here and drink some tepid water. Yeah, you can chug tepid water faster than you could chug ice cold water. I'm not chugging. You should be. And I'm not talking about water. I'm talking about things that aren't water that have ice in them, and then they taste like water, like a coffee or a soda. Ooh. And then it's watery. I love a watered-down coffee. I'll sip no. on iced coffee all day. <laughs> no, but it's like for whiskey, they have those whiskey stones. Why don't we have whiskey stones for everything else? You should have water in your whiskey. Would they have those stones that keep it cold that aren't ice so that it doesn't get watered it's down? Just for pure alcoholics, you want a little bit of so, water. I don't want a little bit of water in my Coke or in my iced coffee. Or- okay, how's this? I will get you an IV of corn syrup and you can just live your either. life. This has been Ask Eliza Anything. Uh, please send your thoughts and prayers to Emily's cells in her body screaming out for H2O. We'll start a GoFundMe. You're going to use it all in Taco Bell. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Go spread the word. When you get a fresh, hot McCrispy from McDonald's and you can feel the heat coming through the bag, don't try to wait till you get home. Always respect hot chicken. The McCrispy, only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.